All right, cool. So I realized something something last week uh, when we were discussing our second our second core value that we're that we're multicultural, self consciously affirming uh, affirming multiple cultures. In this discussion uh, of being gospel centered and multicultural, uh, we have, I don't think we've been as explicit as I think we ought to be about the about what the good news of Jesus Christ is, because this is this is one of our this is one of our first things, so to speak. One of the one of those things about which we have no qualms and about and 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 for which we're willing to die. And so I want to be upfront and clear about what we're talking about when we talk about the good news of Jesus Christ. So I think of I think of two summaries when I think of the gospel. The first uh, is that the good news of Jesus Christ is that we are saved only by being in Christ. This is a this is a, a this is a phrase that Paul uses over and over again, and it's called it's called union with Christ. It's the fact and the reality that the only way that we're saved from our sin and the only way that the world is redeemed is through Jesus Christ. And, and, and our faith connects us, connects us with his life, his death, and his resurrection. Another summary goes, goes something like this. And this is, and this is one of the slides. So let me get, hold on a moment. Okay. It's a long one, so bear, so bear with me. The gospel is the good news of God's saving work in Christ and the spirit by which the powers of, of sin, death, and judgment are overcome and the life of the new creation begins, moving toward the glorification of the whole cosmos. The kingdom of God is the reign of God dynamically active in, in human history through Jesus Christ over the whole cosmos. Redemption is God's work to restore the whole of creation to himself. And most importantly, this is pointing us to the fact that Christianity is not about you. It's not about your response. It's not about your work. It's about Jesus Christ. Paul says it this way in, talk, in, in talking about Jesus in, uh, in the book of Colossians. Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him the fullness of God was, was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, not some things, all things, whether on earth or in heaven, or, or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Said, 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 said one more way, in a very short phrase that I'm going to keep repeating. Salvation, and therefore the gospel, is personal, communal, and cosmic. Some of you may not be convinced. And so this is, so this is, so this is what our third, this is what our third value is all about. Um, and, in, and in important ways, this is what our church is about. So I'm talking about our third core value today, uh, spirit-led. Now what does that, what does that mean, spirit-led? Does it mean that we're Pentecostal? Not quite. More about that later. Does it mean that we just do what we want and just say that it's the Spirit doing it? Also, no. This can be this is this, this is a phrase that can easily be misunderstood. So I'm so, so I'm going to flesh it out for us this afternoon. Our 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 value reads thus. There we go. The Holy Spirit, God Himself, dwells in our hearts. This incredible reality pushes us to slow down and follow where the Spirit is leading in discipleship, service, 
and repentance. That's what the website said. But I, I like this order. Repentance, discipleship, and service. In order to understand the import of this statement, I want you to, I want you to uh, travel with me back to Genesis 3. This order is going to be very important because it links up very nicely with the personal, communal, and cosmic aspects of the gospel. But first of all, let's go back to Genesis 3. So after Adam and Eve ate from the tree, they hid from the all-seeing God of the universe, which, when you think about it, is kind of dumb. But we do, we do, oh, oh, we do dumb stuff all the time. It's just we do dumb stuff all the time. They were, they were afraid. They were afraid of the, they were afraid of the possible consequences of what they had done, and consequences they did face. Genesis three outlines for us the curses that came as a result of what Adam and Eve did. But it's important to remember that there are four curses in Genesis 3. The man is cursed, the woman is cursed, the serpent is cursed, and the ground is cursed. Now this is hugely important, because the man and woman are cursed individually with with realities that are going to be painful for both of them. But that curse also extended to their relationships, such that the relationship that they would have, that they would hope to have with each other, was going to be constantly fraught with conflict as a result of sin. But that curse also extended to the ground from which they came, the very earth from which God made them. Said another way, sin has three dimensions. The personal, the communal, and the cosmic. When Adam and Eve sinned, the very fabric of the universe, the shalom, the peace that God created the world with, was torn. Because sin is personal, communal, and cosmic. In the book of Joshua, the people of Israel were told to sack Jericho and leave nothing behind. But a man named Achan took some of the prized goods from the city. And as a result, the Lord confronted Joshua in Joshua 7, saying, Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen and lied and put them among their own belongings. Therefore, they, and they had just, uh, they had just attempted to attack to attack a city, and they lost, so they knew that something was wrong. Because God told them, you're going to win as long as, you're at, as, long as, you're, as long as you're obedient to my covenant. So he says, Therefore, the people of Israel cannot stand before their enemies. They turn their backs before their enemies because they have become devoted for destruction. Note the language there in the first part. That God doesn't say someone transgressed the covenant. He said Israel transgressed the covenant. Achan's sin, the sin, of this, the sin of this one dude, was reflected on the community. And as a result, the consequences extended to placing, the, placing all of the people of God under God's curse. As a result of this one dude's action. Sin is personal, communal, and cosmic. Ananias and Sapphira, in Acts 5, lied about keeping some of the proceeds of their house sale. And, and, the, and the Holy Spirit strikes them dead, striking, quote, great fear upon the whole church and upon all who heard these things. Sin is personal, communal, and cosmic. Now, now, if that's the picture of what sin is, then our picture of salvation has to be even bigger. Because, after all, the God that we serve, the God who has revealed himself in Jesus Christ, the God who lives in us by the Holy Spirit is a God who's much bigger than any problems that we, that we could create. But this salvation follows along the lines of what was broken. Our persons, our 
personal lives are broken by sin as they're continually marred by sin's corruption. Lust seeps through our minds. Envy blurs our vision. Pride puffs us up. But each of these things focus our attention away from the creator and toward the creature. Our communities are broken by sin. Racial distinction is largely the product of greed, especially in American history. Our most well-defended racial distinction, that is the black-white divide, was one that was created and defended in order to produce and sustain a black underclass. That was the point of the creation of the solid categories of race in the set. Uh, in the 17th century, and it, and it undergirds the desire to maintain those kinds of distinctions today. We're, we're, we're afraid of one another, ultimately, because sin has shattered our relationships. But lastly, the decay in the world around us is also due to sin. <clears throat> when we look at the inertia of governments, of, of big systems that extend beyond just the work of individuals and small groups, we see the cosmic effects of sin. But the work of the Spirit redeems each and every one of these realities. And this is what brings us explicitly to our value. Because this first sentence is essentially the climax of God's presence with his people. If you read through the Old Testament, it begins in the garden with God walking walking in the cool of the day with, with Adam and Eve. There's, a, there's, a, there's an intimacy between God and his people. But sin shatters that. But when, and when God called a people to himself in his covenant with Abraham, he promised that he would be their God and they would be his people. When he freed the Israelites from slavery, they built a tabernacle with the Ark of the Covenant in which, in which you found the presence of God moving around with the people as they lived a nomadic life. And then they build a temple and the presence of God is in the Holy of Holies, untouchable and unseeable by all except for the high priest and only once a year. But in the coming of Jesus Christ, that same God walked among us again, which ought to be mind-blowing for us. But even that is not as mind-blowing as what Jesus says in John 16, where he tells his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Now don't miss this. Because what Jesus just said was that it is better for us now, us here, now, it's better for us now than it was for Jesus' disciples in his earthly ministry. Because of this first sentence of our value. The Holy Spirit, God himself, dwells in the hearts of believers. And that has some serious implications. And that's where we get into the second this uh, 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 the second sentence, the way the way that this plays out. First of all, it plays out in repentance. So the first point of application is don't trust yourself. <laughs> We're all much more sinful than we like to admit. I am, you are, I know you are. <laughs> the Christian life is meant to be it, the Christian life is meant to be one of constant repentance. But in real life, our common response is defensiveness. I want to be very, very clear about this because it comes up, especially when we talk about issues of race, but it's also just our natural response to being called out for sin. And defensiveness can't have a place, defensive, defensiveness can't have a place in the life of the church. It's just, it's, it's our natural response, but we have to recognize 
how contrary to the gospel it is. When we respond, when we or when we respond to people calling us out, and I do this all the time, when we respond with defensiveness, what we're saying is there's something in me that I need to protect. I need to protect my image, I need to protect my character, I need to protect something. But if it's true that Christ has radically reshaped who we are, that he's told us that we're something different from who we thought we were, that all the things that we would normally boast in are rubbish or crap as an edited version of what, of what Paul says, then we ought to boast in Christ and in Christ alone, which frees us. If our brother or sister rebukes us in love, this is not an opportunity for us to hunker down in our own self-protection. What the Spirit encourages us to do is to open up to one another, to encourage one another, and to seek to love and understand one another. And as someone who's prone to self-protection myself, I know that this is hard. But it's why, the Holy, it's, why it's important to, to constantly affirm that the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Because this is one of the ways that you know that the Holy Spirit is at work within you. Because God needs to constantly purge us of our corruption. <clears throat> this is the personal work of the Holy Spirit. The eradication of sin and the production of fruit. This is why Paul says in Romans 8, If you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the flesh, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit, Spirit-led, who, all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Now that sons of God language, I, 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 like, I like that he specifically says sons of God there because the point, the point that he's making there is not a gendered point. The point that he's making is that as Christians, being led by the Spirit links us to the Son of God. And so, and so in referring to us, all of us, regardless of gender, as sons of God, what he's referring to is he's referring to our union with Christ. He's saying, he's saying there that we, that we're linked up with Jesus, that Jesus' privileges, because of our faith in him, we share in that, we share in that, in that reality. Hence, spirit led. Now that's the personal, and it's very, very slow. This is why we point to this slow down thing. Because each of these are very slow processes. The work of repentance is especially slow because like much of sanctification, we don't our flesh doesn't want us to do it. One example I'll give uh, is of just the actual work of confessing sin. Something that we're going to do corporately as a part of every as a part of every church service. We we would probably prefer just kind of a general repentance, just a general uh, 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 have ha, have mercy on me, have mercy on me, a sinner. Prayer, very important prayer to make. But uh, but chapter fifteen of the Westminster Confession, which is one of our confessional documents, says says it says says it this way: Human beings ought not to content themselves with a general repentance, but it is every man and woman's duty to endeavor to <laughs> repent of his or her particular sins, particularly. <laughs> oh, we don't want to do it. Oh, we don't want to do it, but we're gonna, and that's part of and that's part of the personal work of the Holy Spirit in sanctification. Now, the work of the Spirit is personal, but it's also what? It's also communal. God hasn't just gathered an atomistic group of individuals to Himself. God has get, God has gathered a people. Paul constantly calls the church the body of Christ, emphasizing our connection to one another. We're all members of a body, 
in which every part is essential. When one suffers, we all suffer. When one rejoices, we all rejoice. When a black family mourns the loss of a member due to police brutality, we all mourn injustice. There was just a, just a story in the news about uh, Antoine Rose, whose uh, who's, uh, whose killer was um, was just was just acquitted, and this is in Pittsburgh. Um, and there's and there's the video online of 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 uh, Antoine fleeing the car, officer shooting him three times in the back, and and the first reaction. To seeing that, to seeing that kind of video, um, there are a few options. You can see that video and think, "Oh my goodness, what did this guy do to deserve this?" Or you could approach that video thinking, "Wait a minute, why are we shooting at people running away?" There, there, there are there, one of the and and and. And for and for and for different communities, in many cases, you're gonna people are gonna see this different ways. But one thing that one thing that one thing that we cannot one thing that we cannot deny is that uh, is that we live in a world of ramp of rampant injustice. And when and and when we see this loss of especially of especially young black male life, though this though this extends beyond just that just that particular instance, we mourn. All of us more, because the Holy Spirit binds us together as a people. The Holy Spirit is, is constantly doing the work of breaking down the dividing walls of hostility that we like to create between us. Peter says it this way: "You believers are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light." Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. A chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people, a body, a covenant community. Thus, discipleship is one of our core deeds. A commitment to holding one another to the responsibilities of being members of, the covenant, of this covenant community. It means being honest with one another about our sin. It means being active peacemakers. It means, and here's the fun part, it means submitting to the discipline of the church. That means that we can't hide from one another. We're going to seek one another out. Now, I know that that sounds scary, especially because culturally, we hold privacy at a premium. Stay out of, stay out of my business. It's, it's, it's my business. But that's not what this community is going to be. Because if we, if we, if we, if we are actually fully invested in seeing the Spirit do the work that the Spirit does in one another's life, I'm going to be up in your life. And I expect you to be up in mine. Amen. And that's scary. Like, that's scary for me to say. Like, I don't want you seeing all my, I don't, I don't want you seeing all my, all my business. But if I'm committed, to, if, if I'm, if, if I'm committed to the Spirit doing that, doing that, that hard, like, burning out, <laughs> burning out the sin in my life, it's going to be necessary for me to have for me to have these kinds of uh, these kinds of relationships. If you remember in our, in our gospel centered value, we say that God God loves you the way that you are, but refuses to leave you as you are. And so that means that we're going to exhibit the grace of God to one another because God has shown us immense grace. But we also want to continually call one another to live a life worthy of the calling with which you have been called. To use Paul's language again. 
It means it's going to be a long fight that we're in here, uh, 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 that we're in, that we're in together. Because if you if you have or know someone who has an addiction to alcohol, to cocaine, to anger, to pornography, you you know that these are things that take time, a lot of time, and you can't and you can't fight these things alone. And so the work of the Spirit in discipleship is communal. Now, lastly, and perhaps uh, most comprehensively, the work of the Spirit is also what? Cosmic. God cares about everything in creation that was affected by Genesis 3. And God intends to redeem everything as far as the curse is found, as the song says. Redemption is a covenant story about everything in creation. There's a theologian who, 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 who explains that, that, that the creation, the cosmos, it, it includes industry, technology, recreation, the arts, education, commerce, politics, all this stuff. This is part of God's cosmic kingdom. As a result... Black lives matter to God. Poverty matters to God. Gun violence matters to God. Racism matters to God. Divorce, child abuse, genocide, sex trafficking, all of these things matter to God. God's people have been commissioned to have dominion over the world for its current liberation, not just its spiritual salvation. Issues of justice in society for Christians are issues of liberating the, cre the creation from the work of the devil. John straight up says this. The reason that the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. And if we are to be united to the Son of God, then we have to, we have to be on board with the work of the Son of God. Amen. That's the work that we by the Spirit are invited into. And this has always been the case because when Adam and Eve were created, their task was to cultivate the ground. That command hasn't been rescinded, even though, the correct, even though the man and the woman have been cursed and the ground has been cursed. The task is the same, and so by the Spirit, this is why service is, is also one of our primary deeds. Because we're going to need to spend time in our particular community leveraging its strengths and pouring the grace of God into its weaknesses, as we would in any community. And so with this, I wanna, with this, I'll, with this I'll close. Spirit-led might give some people the impression that uh, that we don't have a firm foundation. That we, like the Spirit, will just kind of blow where we will. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. God, through His Spirit, has given us His Word, uh, and, through our, and, and through our confessional tradition, which I've hinted at, uh, but something that we'll talk about uh, in a few weeks, we have, some very good we have some very good guidance along doctrinal lines. In other words, uh, don't be afraid of a slippery sloping away from sound teaching. Because something, because that's something that Paul is also very concerned about in the scriptures. These these values that are of being, of being gospel centered, multicultural, and spirit led, these are not things that have been dictated to us by by our by our surrounding culture. These are things that have been dictated to us by our God. It's precisely because uh, the way uh, the way I say it is that it's precisely because of our orthodoxy that we're concerned about our orthopraxy. Said another way. It's because of what we believe that we do what we do. Said another way, it's because God loves us that we love him. And it's because of those realities that we love our neighbor. So the gospel is not just Jesus saying, go, your sins are forgiven. Though he is saying that. And that's a glorious, glorious reality. But it is also the voice from the one seated on the throne saying, behold, I am making all things new. So let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, I thank you for these for these uh, men, women, and children here, Lord, that have gathered in your name, uh, Lord, just to 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 see to see to see what kind of work you're you're going to do in this community, Lord. I I I thank you. I thank you first and foremost, Lord, for sending your Son, uh, Lord, for sending your Son for me for each each of those present here. Uh, when I when I was when I was yet a sinner, Lord Christ Christ died for me. Um, and Lord, I thank you. I thank you for that. I thank you for that love. I pray that, I pray that that would be, uh, I pray that that would be the all consuming place where I find, where I find my identity, where each of us find ourselves. Um, Lord, that we, that we would be reminded that, uh, Lord, we will become what we behold. Lord, that John, John encourages us that, uh, that we are, that, that we are God's children, but, uh, but when, but when Christ appears, we will, we, uh, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. Uh, Lord, I pray that that, that that work of conforming us to the image of your son, Lord, that slow, uh, often painful work, uh, Lord, that you would continue to do it and that you would continue to use us in one another's lives, Lord, and in the, and, and in the world that you've placed us, um, that you would, that, that you would use us as, as instruments of your, of your grace. Um, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the work that you, that you have done. Lord, I thank you for the, I thank you for the work that we see you doing now. Uh, Lord, and that, and that work that you will, that you will do in the future. Lord, as you, as you, as you work out the, the personal, communal, and cosmic, uh, effects of your, of your redemption. Lord, we, we love you. Lord, we praise you. We pray these things in the name of your son and by the power of your spirit. Amen. Amen. Questions. <laughs> Questions. Are we doing these? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So we got, we got those. Uh, do you guys have uh, note cards? Let me give you one minute. If you haven't written something, a question on your note card. Um, uh, if you have one.